into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another week on Televised Heroics. Daniel, we got shows to talk about. We are at episode 98. Do you believe that? We're getting close. The See countdown. the big 100. That's right. The countdown is on. We're almost at 100 episodes. Uh, we might get hit with a meteor before that happens. I don't know. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> Please no. Uh, but before before that happens, before we get to episode 100, let's talk about some of the news that's going on. Now, a little bit of sad news, I would say, is that Lock and Key, which had been in development over at Hulu for a while, uh, has been canceled. Hulu dropped it. They decided they don't want to do it. Now, Lock and Key is a comic book written by, uh, oh, what's his name? Jeez, it is Joe Hill, I believe. Yeah, and who is actually the son of Stephen King. And, oh, wow. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, all, and also I think was being made with uh, Carlton Cuse, uh, one, of the, one of the creators, showrunners behind Lost. Uh, this is the second time that they've tried to make this comic book into a TV show. Uh, I remember Fox at one time was making it, and I saw the pilot episode at San Diego Comic-Con, and for whatever, it was a really good episode, too. And for whatever reason, it never got made, picked up, or whatever. The, the pilot episode never aired on Fox, so it's odd that Hulu would pick it up and then develop it and then never make it anywhere, or, or decide not to air it. So, uh, uh, That's... Yeah, they're shopping it around to other streaming sites right now, either Apple or uh, Netflix or Amazon. So we'll see if anything happens with it. Does um article say any particular reason why as to, you know, the reason why it got dropped? Not really. It says that they also dropped uh, a TV show called Crash and Burn, which was supposed to tackle the topics of school shootings. But I, I guess I can kind of see why they might have stepped away from that. But I, I don't exactly know why uh, Lock and Key. The someone it does stipulate here that it might be because um, Hulu is trying not to do any uh, new pilot shows right now, which is like obviously the opposite of Netflix, which is just throwing pilot shows out there like crazy. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Do you think it, it might be another uh, another re- or a reason is because you know it's like a independent comic that not a whole lot of people know about? I don't see I don't see that as being a uh, a detriment to it. I think that it being an independent comic and not a lot of people knowing it uh, would be an advantage because then you wouldn't have a lot of uh, baggage to come along with it. Um, plus seems like everything that's comic book related is being snatched up right now so i don't see why they would decide not to i mean there must have been just something really bad with the pilot i oh yeah yeah probably i would assume so too then or maybe there's some really touchy subject in there maybe Uh, who knows what was uh the first thing you wanted to talk about um a lot of the cw shows are coming back and getting renewed. Yeah, they announced that they renewed just about all of their lineup. I think only two shows are not is not are not coming back for next season. I think it's Dynasty and and Valor. I want to say. Those are the only two yeah. shows. But all of our superhero shows are de- are coming back for the CW. So good news for us. That's definitely good news for us. And and if that means they're getting a fourth season of Legends tomorrow, that means we're getting. Constantine. John Constantine on the team. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And we've been asking for it for a while, so I'm glad that, you know, it's actually happening. Yeah. I mean, especially with all the magic stuff that's going on this season, 
it's going to make a lot of sense to have him, or at least it's not going to make a lot of sense, but it's going, it's not going to be weird or out of place to have him on the season next year. So right. hopefully they don't just, they just don't, I, I don't want them to do more magic stuff next season because that's what this season's about. And, you know, they've done a good job of changing up what each season's about so far. So, right. And, um, yeah, definitely. I wonder what they're, where they're going to go from here. Um, especially if, and if they were to continue with the whole magic thing, we don't want Damien dark as another villain. No, we don't need Damien Dark as the villain, and uh, I don't even think he's going to be the villain at the end of this season anymore, <laughs> the way that that episode went. So it was awesome. We definitely had that to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I am excited to see what they do for a seventh season of Arrow. Something big has to happen this season, then. Yeah, because right now, it's it's the show is really stale for me. Yeah. Um, again, all the Roy stuff, you know, I was excited to see Colton Haynes back on TV, you know, being, and he's not even Arsenal anymore. Like, he's just regular Roy Harper, Harper and that Roy Harper on TV right now, I don't even recognize him from, you know, the second season of the show. No, yeah. It, it was kind of cool. Oh, sorry. It was kind of cool that he was wearing the, the hat, though. Like, yeah. The, the new 52 hat that he wears. So that was pretty cool. Uh, all right. The last thing I wanted to talk about is Katie Lotz herself, White Canary, Sarah Lance, is going to return to Arrow for the season six finale, uh, which makes a lot of sense if that's if they're going to be doing some League of League of Shadows. Uh, yeah, it is what, League of Shadows. Yeah, it's League of Shadows. That's right. <laughs> the League of Sat Shadows stuff with the uh, Anissa, so uh, her her beloved. Yeah, I mean, is it going to be weird? Like, is there going to be some Ava, Anissa stuff uh, talk? I mean, I don't think Ava's going to show up in Arrow, but I don't know. Maybe you know, uh, Nissa's going to be really happy, and then she's like, "Well, just so you know, I'm kind of seeing someone at the moment." So yeah, I mean, technically, she's married to Ollie. So, well, remember she uh, they get divorced at the end of the episode. Well, at the end of the episode, yeah, I was gonna yeah. bring that up, but oh, okay, yeah. sorry, spoilers <laughs> early on. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I, mean, I mean, I imagine there's gonna be some kind of conversation somewhere in there because I, I, I doubt she stays. Right. Right. I mean, she's got to go back to the legends, right? Yeah, and I mean, I would really hate if the show didn't bring that up, you know. Do you think, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, listeners. Uh, Do you think that uh, there's going to be anything that's going to happen with Black Siren at the end of the season? That that's the reason why Sarah's coming back? Maybe. But then that's even uh, going to make freaking uh, Lance even crazier than he already is. Oof. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's seeing, gonna be hard on him. Seeing Sarah again, and then Sarah be like, "Dad, we need to have a talk. That's not our Laurel. You need to snap out of it." Yeah. Huh. That's that's interesting. That's interesting speculation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to throw out there? That's pretty much it. Then let's get into the shows that we want to talk about. Let's let me talk about Krypton first, since I believe you didn't get a chance to watch this week's episode. Yeah, so it's weird because last week uh, it was on demand, so I was able to just watch it commercial-free on my DVR. Um, this week, yeah, it wasn't available on it. Ah, well, there but you the go. other, the but episode three and four are available on on demand. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, three and four are already available, and I, you know, I have to wait till till Wednesday when it comes on. To well, it says like available and like the date of. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you explained to me what season, episode one was about because I didn't get a chance to watch it, but now I have watched it and I watched episode two, and I have to say, you know, I really dug uh, a lot of the characters in the show. Um, I, I I I liked uh, the way that they de- depict Krypton because the way that I know Krypton from the comic books is that it's very scientific the 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 planet the the culture the people they're all about science 
this world definitely is a lot more about the religion and uh, how that affects their culture. So once it gets to Jor-El, I guess, is being head scientist of the of the planet, you know, things must change at some point. So Yeah. Uh, and I love that Seg is a complete hothead and, you know, flies off the, the handle so easily and definitely is ready to get into a fight at all times. I really think it's odd that they picked Adam Strange when they could have gone with Booster Gold. Seems like that would have been the, the perfect opportunity for that character, but fair enough. Like, they even changed him because Adam Strange was a archaeologist in the comic books, and he didn't invent the Zeta Beam. He just got hit by one and got transported to Ron. So... Huh. The fact that he says that he made, he called it that, he might be lying. But then he also says that he's not an archaeologist. He only he took a class in college, and that's about it. Yep. Um, I don't know the the whole uh, Brainiac coming to to get them to destroy the world. That's pretty cool. Uh, Brainiac looks awesome on the show. The Brainiac does look awesome. The I I liked I liked the little. Uh, uh, love tri- I actually enjoy the little tri- love triangle that they have going on here between uh, House Vex, House Zod, and Segel. So, and I have to say, the girl from House Vex, whew, she's yes. a hottie. She is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Seg has some difficult decisions to make there. Uh, now, in this episode, I believe, because I watched the two episodes together, um, the girl from House Zod, I can't remember her first name at the moment, uh, she is trying to protect Seg throughout the episode because the, the that police uh, unit that she's a part of is trying to take him out or take him down, and uh, she basically challenges her captain to lead the squad so that if she leads the squad she can make it so that they don't they don't go after seg anymore and as you saw in the first episode they don't believe in mercy so when she has to fight this her her superior officer she has to fight into the death and at one point at the very end you know obviously she she gets around to uh uh, she gets beat up pretty bad for, at first, but she gets she gets the upper hand, and he starts to beg for his life. And she's like, "We show or we we show no mercy. We ask for no mercy." And snaps his neck, and there it Damn. is. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. So, uh, I, I I really think I, I like the possibility like the house of L and the house of of Zod like were in a relationship back when it was their time you know like right what would what could have happened if the two of them had gotten together yeah it's a you know really good what if scenario but you know again he he kind of has his hand side with everything that happened previously exactly yeah so uh yeah i mean other than that there wasn't really much else uh of importance that happened in that episode um yeah, you see that his grandpa is going to talk to him a lot more often. Um, okay. Because he he's he's kind of like the hologram in the the Fortress of Solitude, so that's the person that he's going to go talk to for get advice from when whenever he needs it. Okay. But that's about it. And does he have like an just one quick question? Does he actually have an established way of getting to the fortress? To yeah, him? yeah, he does have one now. Um, because of the house i think because of house vex they since they have uh you know money and status and stuff he has a way of getting there easily oh okay yeah so, so he doesn't have to worry about it like the way that his mom did and eventually got herself and her husband killed for it okay uh all right let's move on to legends of tomorrow then and uh this episode was the episode about Ava's. So when we had that little snippet about you know um, Rip Hunter say telling Gideon to erase 
the file about Ava, did you? What you think? Did you think this is what what was gonna it was gonna be that she was a a clone? No, I wasn't expecting this whatsoever. I was just expecting, you know, her scheming against them and, you know, working with the uh, with the darks or knowing the darks for some time, that kind of thing. But I didn't think she was going to be a clone at all. Why do you think that uh, he ha- he made her like an agent, a time agent? Do you think that she wasn't an, an, an anachronism and she was time misplaced, or do you think he actually just went and grabbed a body? A clone body from there at one point in time, and this took her to another time. I think he just went in there, grabbed a clone, and then you know, because pretty much when we get to the future um, or the past at this point, I don't even know what to call it. Uh, we find out that you know she's a perfect you know woman or the perfect being. So I think he just grabbed her for that reason and trained her to be the you know time agent that she is. Do the director. You... <laughs> Oh, do you think that um, uh, that she's going to leave the time agency now, or and maybe stay with the legends, or what? I mean, what do you think the future is for her now that she knows she's a clone? Uh, I don't think she'll leave the agency, but I know she's gonna, you know, want to have a really serious talk with with Rip. Well, if you can find him, he's <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a shifty one. That Rip yes, he is. <laughs> Uh, uh, the other part of the episode was another part of the episode was teaching Rory or not, yeah, Rory, Mick Rory to use his fire totem, and uh, that was left to Zari to do, and she gets pretty frustrated with him. Uh, definitely the comedy relief of the episode. I love the fact yeah. that he kept trying to feed her pork, and you know, as a Muslim, is not a good thing. Yeah, it's like I can't eat that. It's pork. Is that bacon? <laughs> <laughs> so you're so what? You're on a diet. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was a pretty good uh, heat wave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was? Who else? Where did Wally go? Wally went um, to I guess the fu- uh, future Detroit. No, uh, present. No shit. Sorry, past Detroit with Nate because they wanted to meet up with um, with the Mayas. Yeah, with Zari and with. Or no, I'm, I'm sorry, not Zari. Um, Amaya's granddaughter Mari. and with Kawasa. And Kua- Yeah, they end up meeting with Kawasa because there was information that got to them that Mari got injured trying to be a hero and the fact that she doesn't have her totem anymore because the darks have her, the totem it screwed her over right right and you know she still thinks that she can get kick butt and be a superhero so you know that's what she ended up doing and uh but it turns out that Kawasa was you know helping her the whole time protecting her yeah yeah because it is still her sister Yep. And uh, Nate comes up with an idea of trying to uh, get well to get Kawasa to hand him over so that he can get the spirit totem back from the darks. Yep. Um, but she kind of betrays him. But she ends up doing it with the best intentions, even though. He ended up getting hurt because it was basically protecting, you know, um, the, I guess, the family bloodline or the family tree because, you know, she still needs, um, Amaya needs a totem and, you know, uh, Kawasa and Mari still need to be born. Right. And basically told, told Nate, like, hey, you know, you're not our granddad, so, hey, you know, you're out of the picture kind of thing. But what if he is? I know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm still <laughs> hanging on to your theory. Uh, I mean, if they don't resolve that by the end of the season, does that mean Amaya leaves the show? That's what it's... If they don't resolve it, then yeah, she's going to leave the show and Nate's going to be heartbroken. Yeah. Again. Yeah, again. So, uh, Yeah, I think that's... I mean... The the other part was like was Damien Dark and 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 uh, Nate kind of having a heart to heart and he was a uh, fake torturing him. Oh, that was hilarious! That was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty good. And then he, he convinces uh, 
Nora to give up the the spirit spirit totem because Mollus has enough power. He doesn't need it. She doesn't need the spirit totem. Yep. And Amaya tries to wear it, and you know it backfires too. Well, obviously it's infected with Mollus. That's what, what right we, what we saw before. So uh, I like the fact that that ramification ramification was still there. But she eventually gets it to work. Yeah, it was awesome to see and. Holy crap, another thing as well is that, you know, she saw Wally, um, you know, moving super fast and catching the lightning. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, anything else you want to say about Legends Tomorrow? Uh, no, that's pretty much it for this one. Okay. Uh, Black Lightning. Another enjoyable episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh so my my Lala theory kind of went a little bit out of the one of the theories kind of went out of the window. The whole Lala is Latavius and Lashonda together because he also had the other guy, his cousin. Yeah, his cousin. You know, seen he's seen his cousin ghost form also, and then that that tattoo showed up on his body. So I, I don't quite understand what his. Uh, power set is. I don't either. And I mean, he killed that guy at the, uh, you know, at his club that was kind of giving him some blips. So, do you think he's going to show up in a later episode? You know, try to teach him a lesson as well, and then be another another tattoo? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't understand it either. But it's actually pretty cool to watch. You know, him going crazy for a little bit, and then just magically a tattoo appears on him. So you know how. That guy, like, fired the gun, and the gun didn't go off? Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, that's when Lala gets the new tattoo, right? Right. So what if there's some type of power, magical power, for whatever reason, that allows it so that every time that he's supposed to die, he doesn't, and thus another soul of a person that he killed while he was alive comes back to haunt him. Ooh, that's pretty interesting. That's actually a pretty cool theory. So when Tobias kills him, uh, he comes back to life and Lashonda, Lashonda comes to, or Lawanda, Lashonda, Lawanda, Lawanda comes back to haunt him. And then when he was supposed to die, when that guy shot him in the head right there, but the gun doesn't go off because of mystical reasons, this other guy comes back to haunt him. So every time that he's supposed to die, he gets a new haunting. Damn, that's really, really good. So, I mean, once his body's covered up, does that mean that he's, you know, out of cat's lives and, you know, is going to die? Or what do you think? Ooh, that's that's good theory. Uh, or, you know, if maybe to stay alive, he has to kill more people. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so... I, in this episode, we find out that, you know, um, a lot of the kids now are getting their powers by green light. So do you think, you know, he was a kind of drug dealer that got high on his own supply and he had some green light and that's why he has the meta powers? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a possibility. But it seemed like to me that he was more disciplined than that to get a high on his own supply. So I would say that I, I still go back to the theory that he was tested on as a child, just like uh, Black Lightning, Jefferson Pierce was. Which uh, brings me up to the kids, uh, Jennifer and Anissa, and the fact that they both were in the MRI. And I like the way that Lynn explained it, that Black Lightning is like a a battery it gets charged up from other places and then he expels the energy whereas jennifer is a generator and can create her own energy yeah that was awesome to which, hear yeah which definitely makes it so that she's very a lot more powerful than her father is and uh is very much accurate with uh, the way that she's portrayed in the comic book yeah so they got that pretty pretty close yeah the, nice. the only thing is that I find weird is that they decided to change up the power set of Thunder. Uh, and they might not have changed up her power set. They just haven't explained it yet. 
Okay. Uh, and I think I've explained it before, is that in in the comic book, Thunder changes her density. She either becomes, you know, as hard as diamonds or can become, uh, can phase out like Kitty Pride does. Oh, that's awesome. But so, yeah, the, um, this show so far, we've just seen her become super, super dense. Right. So yeah, super dense. That's why she's able to, um, uh, take bullets to the chest and not get hurt but then she also has like a super strength so that she can punch people across the room yeah which is also satisfying to see yeah exactly um uh there was there was another part that was with just oh so uh gambi gets pretty beaten up by the asa agents yes he does uh, also very good makeup work. <laughs> I like that uh, Black Lightning came to his to to save him, I guess, is the best way to put it. Kind of yeah, like kind of like uh saying it's okay, you know what you did. I'm kind of getting over it. Yeah, I saw that coming though. I was like, "Oh, they're going to get that Gandhi and then you know, Black Lightning's going to come and save the day and they're going to make up." <laughs> When he when he uh, when he let the power uh, took the power out because the guys had kidnapped him to make Gamby try and talk, uh, do you think it was Black Lightning that took them out, or was it Gamby that took them out when the lights were out? I think if it was Black Lightning, we would have seen definitely some electricity going on, and uh, we know. Gamby is probably trained with guns, so he. I think he was the one that did it. I was going to say, that was pretty good for a guy that was almost half dead. Yeah, I know. That's the only way I see it, though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about on the episode? Uh, trying to think. Uh, I don't think so. I think that's any, pretty much it. We didn't see any of Tobias in this episode. Second, second episode, we haven't seen him. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he Probably must be off planning something. something. Or mourning the loss of his sister. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Uh, okay, then let's go ahead and talk about Arrow? Yeah, Arrow's yeah. back. Because we don't have a Flash, so yeah, Arrow. Um, what did you think of this week's inter-turmoil amongst the group? Right? This is probably the worst part of this season. Like this season had such promise and the fact that they're this is what they're gonna go with, the whole everybody is kind of fighting with each other kind of thing. Like it I I don't know why they decided to do this. Like we already had we already had civil war. <laughs> we didn't need to do it again. Yeah, it's true, but you know, they do it every season. Ollie ends up keeping secrets and it hurts the team. You're, you're right. And you, you, you got to wonder, you know, why is it Ollie hasn't learned this lesson yet? It has to happen every season. And he always says, okay, guys, no more secrets. And uh, you need Maury Povich to be there, be there saying, like, you said there was going to be no more secrets, but what you did proves to be a lie. Yep. <laughs> um, the only person, like, I did feel a little bit bad for was... Uh, Curtis, because he's like, oh, what? He's like, they didn't invite me to the going away party. I was there for everything, but okay. It's okay. Under, I understand. I did feel bad for him that, at that part, though. Was he and Thea really that much of a, you know, of friends, though? Like, I don't even really remember I don't, them interacting with each other. I don't think so either, but, you know, just for the whole, like, uh, you know, feel bad for him. It, it worked for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I get that. It's just... It's... <sighs> This whole thing, they just need to get over this whole thing of fighting amongst each other. And Renee's not even there. He's off in rehab or, you know, whatever. Still. Getting, getting fixed. I take it Curtis is, is watching over the kid. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And feeding her mac and cheese every night. Uh, I think social services is going to have something to say about all that. <laughs> um. But hey, Curtis is back in the game. Yeah, he's got himself a boyfriend who I'm almost certain is going to end up turning into being a bad guy. Well, they already said that he was crooked, but he, you know, asked him for a date anyway. 
Unless it's part of so, some sort of a plan. I must have missed that part. They said that that guy was crooked? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I kept the part where they said the Captain Hill was a, was crooked. Yeah, like, they uh, they ended up figuring out that he was crooked, too, so... Oh, wow. So, yeah, it must be... It, it has to be part of the plan. Why else would he ask him out? That's true. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, even Dinah was like, what the hell are you doing, dude? He's like, what? I got myself a date. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares if he's a bad guy? We all date bad guys, right? Maybe maybe he's like thinking, oh, I can change him. Oh, I'll make no. him to a good guy. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the other part with with Dinah in this episode, though? Uh, well, I don't know. But I, what do you, how do you feel about the whole build up to the whole Diggles just pissed about the fact that he doesn't get to be the Green Arrow? Uh, it, it sucks, man. It really does, because Diggle was really looking forward to putting on the hood again. Yeah, but isn't this the most silly, like, of fucking reasons to be, like, at each other? Like, to be fighting each other? Like, it, it just seems dumb. Like, he's still wearing a costume. He's still fighting crime. What does it matter if he's actually Green Arrow or not? Yeah, I was just saying, like, you know, he's still a Spartan, and he still kicks ass with Ollie every day, so I don't know why he's getting so butthurt about it. Then you know what? The Both of you can just put on the Green Arrow outfit. Who gives a fuck? It's, what, it's, two arrows? Hey, why not? It makes more sense. That way you can keep up the whole ruse. But, yeah, this whole them going to have to fight each other for the the Green Arrow name just is dumb. And the whole, like, oh, you can't uh, keep stringing him along, Ollie. <sighs> So 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 terrible. Uh, I don't think I didn't really feel like there was any redeeming parts of, the, of this week's episode for the return. Um, yeah, Thea and Thea kind of was I don't know trying to redeem something that in her father's name because he um, sacrificed himself for her on Lian Yu. Yep, but that's pretty much. I don't know. I I don't know. All of this whole the League of Shadows stuff just was. And you know, I really enjoy the League of Shadows uh, episodes, but yeah, this one was just kind of. Eh. You know what's funny too is that the League of Shadows also shows up in in Gotham, in Gotham? this week too. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, was there anything else about Arrow you wanted to talk about? No, and I don't even think. Um, I, you know how they always do like the after credit scene. There was anything like big either. I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Whatever. Yeah, the after. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think there was anything of importance there either. Uh, Damn. I I just say whatever ends up happening with the whole like Ricardo Dragon or Ricardo Diaz stuff, like Richard Dragon stuff, which was funny because we went into the the hiatus thinking, oh, well now. Richard Dragon is going to have more of a a presence on the show because Caden James is dead. I don't think he's been on the show since we came back from hiatus. Yeah, he has. The last thing was uh, that last episode before they went on hiatus, which was just, you know, having Lore, evil Laurel work for him, and that's it. Yeah, so that was... Uh, that's weird. Uh, I, I swear, somebody has to die. Someone, some Some folks need to die. How do you feel about the fact that Thea left the show, or I guess Willa Holland left the show? Uh, I mean, saw it coming. We've talked about it before, too, that they just kept, you know, giving her less and less, you know, airtime. She gave up the hood. You know, nothing was going to happen with that character, so she needed to leave, obviously. And the fact that... She didn't. Her character didn't die, which means that she can come back anytime she wants, right? That's true. Maybe they'll use her for the crossovers because she has been part of the crossovers, except for the most recent one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I I think that if they wanted it to be more permanent, they should have killed her, or you know, made it so that she there was like maybe she went to another dimension. There's no way of her coming back, kind of thing. Like the whole they they just leave thing, and she's like leaving to go. Do stuff with the League of, Sh- of Shadows, right? She's not even. They're they're pretty much uh, gonna find the two Lazarus pits, and I don't know what's gonna happen after that. Yeah, so uh, I I don't know. That was weird. Uh, okay, okay. Want to move on over to Gotham? 
That's fine. Which, speaking of Lazarus pits, I don't know why I didn't think about this, but the the vial, the vial that Poison Ivy had, was called Lazarus Water. Yeah, and I didn't even think that that would have been water from a Lazarus pit. I'm like, oh my god, when they talked about that Lazarus pits in this this week's episode, I was like, ah, oh, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I was like, but, I can't believe I didn't think about that. But the only thing, uh, so my problem um, is, I thought that when a person is near death or close to death, you know, you got to dump their whole body into the pit, not just give them one drop of the Lazarus water, and voila, they're fixed. Well, obviously, Gotham likes to make changes to the Batman lore, and yeah, it's it's more of a perfume now than it is having to be dunked in the pool of Lazarus, so uh, I guess, and then apparently, you know, if you can, if you get chosen by the demon head, you can become the new demon head, and you get a... A beacon. Shiny hand? A shiny hand. Yeah, you get the power of the Iron Fist, apparently. <laughs> and it's just like, and you know, when he said, you know, we'll just take that away from you, I was like, uh, it's a title. It's not something you can just take away from someone. Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't know exactly what was going on, but uh, Barbara, I was about to say Barbara Gordon. Barbara Keene is now the new head of the League of Assassins, League of Shadows. She's the new demon head. All ran by women. Oh yeah, a whole league of shadows that's just women. Yep, and they said, you know, we may not have the thousands, but we have the hundreds. So they'll kick some ass, I'm sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of kicking ass, uh, you got to see some more of martial arts, Bruce Wayne fighting, and uh, more of whip wielding Catwoman or. Young Catwoman, Kitty Woman. <laughs> we see her train once with Tabitha, and she's a fucking expert now. What the hell? She is really good at taking guns out of people's hands, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you think of young Bruce fighting that giant of a man? It made no sense because the whole time he was struggling, and then once, you know, Selena takes a gun from Jerome. I get that the guy was distracted, but come on, one hit to the head and he's down? No. If Bruce was struggling that much, that would not have happened. <laughs> and then where did that bar even come from? Like, I all I saw was like he kicked something and then all of a sudden he had a bar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know where he got it either. Yeah, it made no sense to me whatsoever. He needed a weapon. The show had to improvise for a weapon. I guess so. Uh, this was the episode that um, the Mad Hatter was out doing stuff, right? Right, and I don't know, dude. I, you know, I um, previously you've talked that, um, or you mentioned that the Riddler is more like Two Face. I kind of feel that the Mad Hatter is more like the Riddler, yes, and just by the way that he talks and you know sets everything up. Yeah, no, yeah, the whole speaking in rhyme and trying to figure... Yeah, he's he's definitely pulling off more of a Riddler thing. So you have the Penguin that acts more like the Joker, the, the Riddler that acts more like Two-Face, and the uh, Mad Hatter that acts more like that acts more like the Riddler. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's all over the place. Now, the three people that broke out of Arkham in this episode was... Uh, Scarecrow, Jerome... And um, Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. Uh, which I didn't understand why Jerome needed all that to happen to break out when we already saw that the guards let him do whatever he wants, anyways. Yeah, uh, maybe they needed to break out because of the other two guys. Maybe because they're all part of his master plan. Well, either way, in this episode, we saw a lot of what Jerome did and a lot of what Mad Hatter did, but we didn't see anything of what the Scarecrow did while he was out. Yeah, he only used a toxin like twice, and that was it. And I thought oh, he created the toxin too. That's he, it, right? But that was actually in prison when he creates the toxin, right? Well, uh, he, um, yeah, but then uh, once they meet up at the end of the episode, he's like, "Oh, I created more toxin." Right. right. Yeah, that's it. I like I liked how uh, you know the three of them each have their own like very interesting, distinct way of talking. Like obviously, the Mad Hatter does all the rhyming, and the Joker or Jerome does 
all of his <laughs> weird Jerome stuff, and then the Scarecrow is all like trying to sound more intelligent than he is, kind of. Yeah. That's true. I didn't catch that uh, the scarecrow was talking that way. Yeah, I he, just, has, he you has know. a very distinct pattern of speech that uh, yeah. w- I thought was very interesting. And and this is the new actor. This is the, the new actor scene is how the last actor that played the scarecrow or Jonathan Crane is filming his parts for Ozark season two. That's why he couldn't be scheduling conflicts. Yes, and um, he's actually a big part of the show too. So makes sense. See, and I, 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 I kind of found him not to be that big a part of Ozark. So I was wondering. I wonder. Uh, I guess it's probably bigger than being the Scarecrow, though. So right, because we, I mean, we only got him for two episodes, and he didn't really do much. Two episodes, and those two episodes when the show came back, and then this one, literally, was in the beginning and at the end, and that was it. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. And um, the actor from the Green Room is playing the new Scarecrow. Yeah, you did. You did. You did point that out to me, and I can't quite remember who he was in in the green room. Uh, Wasn't he like the main kid though? No, the main kid was Anton Yelchin, who unfortunately oh, passed away. Yeah, yeah you're right. Star Trek. I don't think he was the the lead singer of the band. He might have been the drummer. Or okay. He, he might have been one of the Nazis. I'm, I'm not sure. Hey, you're right. Um. But uh, I definitely did like his scarecrow. I uh, like the way he was walking and stuff, and like the way he carried himself. So he was doing a good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't get any more with with uh, Penguin and Riddler in this episode. That was all no. in the prior episode, which I caught up on. And uh, it came to the part where uh, going back to the previous episode where um, Lee shoots Sophie in the head. And oh, like, dude, like when you told me that, I was like, "Oh, she must have just got like grazed in the side of the head or something." No, that was a direct-on shot to the middle of the head. I have no idea how she survived that. She's in a coma. What? How? Yeah, exactly. How? But fair enough, I guess. Uh, like we, like I said, I guess. Like I said last time, weird fucking Gotham show where people just don't die from things that they should die from. Yep. <laughs> and they die by the most ridiculous things sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And I was thinking about that too. I, like in this episode I was thinking about Jerome and how the penguin killed him originally by shoving that umbrella down his throat and then you know it was uh Hugo Strange that brought him back to life and kind of yeah. made him crazier. And then I was also thinking a couple episodes back was the episode where uh, the penguin and Jerome were kind of having their little fight in Arkham. Yeah, and Jerome had the haircut that um, Greg Capullo gave the Joker in his new Fifty Two run. You know, the, oh, the no much, way! The fade, uh, the fade and the slick back hair. Yeah, exactly. But now you get back. You get you get to this episode, and his hair's pretty grown out already. Yeah, and his face got worse than that episode prior. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if there was just a weird, like, there just wasn't a consistency in uh, the continuity. Like, they just didn't pay attention to that in production, or if that was something they decided to do on purpose. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I actually do like um, that he's wearing the politician suit from uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh. From the Frank Miller, the all white suit. The yeah, the um, Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even put that together. You're right. Yeah, that's the suit he's wearing. It looked really good. Now his uncle in the show. Did we see him before? Uh, I I mean, if it was in the circus, it had have been really brief. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Yeah, and um, I, do, I mean, I don't want to tell you, my DVR told me there's only two episodes left of Gotham, so they're supposed to cram The Long Halloween and No I think, I think the No Man's Land was supposed, is supposed to be next season. Next season? I think that's what the next season is supposed to be about. But, I, but I've read that they haven't gotten renewed yet. Oh. 
Maybe that's just a future plot device, then, if they do get renewed for a fifth season. Maybe. Maybe. Why does your DVR tell you that it's only got two episodes left? Because they'll tell me how many episodes are actually in a season. I don't think my DVR does that. I have DirecTV as well. Oh, I have Cox. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so... Cox, if you're listening, free cable, please. (laughs) We would all love some free cable. You just have to run it down to Yuma for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else about Gotham you wanted to talk about? No. Okay. Um, Then let's go over to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This episode was awesome. This episode was awesome. What did you think of uh, Gemma telling uh, Fitz about their grandson? Pretty ballsy because, uh, you know, anything can happen or he can just decide not to, you know, have sex with Gemma and Deke will never happen. <laughs> well, I mean, can you really decide that? I don't think I could. anybody could really <laughs> decide not to have sex with her. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, that's, you know, that's, or he can, you know, always use protection, you know, yeah, so you it go. doesn't happen. You give himself a vasectomy. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, that was not the reaction that I thought you was, I was going to get from Fitz when he's like, but he's so dumb. I, just, <laughs> I know. Uh, that was funny. So sad, but just, also pretty funny. I, I really think it's weird though, that Deke wouldn't have known his grandparents' names. That's true. Right? Like, shouldn't the... Maybe, maybe since they know, they kind of hid it from him at this point? Or... I don't know. I, I, I really gotta wonder why. I mean, were his grandparents not there when, you know, he was born? I would say yes. They weren't there. I'm gonna say that okay. they had already died for whatever reason. So... This gets me into the other part. Um, Yo-Yo. The fact that... So, well, Simmons tells Fitz that Yo-Yo has been acting like she's indestructible because she's seen herself in the future, thus meaning she she survives to that. And that's the reason why she tells Fitz about their son, because that means that they have to survive long enough to have a daughter to have a grandson. Now, the whole point of the show at this point is for them to try and change the future to say that it's not set in in stone, that things can be changed. So the fact that they're going to all rush into things like, hey, it's okay, we're not going to die because we know we live, means they can't change it, and thus everything they do is futile. Uh, so, in a way, by doing all these things, they're kind of accepting the terms that nothing's going to change. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> ouch. Uh, what did you think about like the whole flashing back in the episode? Because it went back to like years ago, and then we saw Hale when she was a little girl in the Hydra program. That was actually really cool. Um, I wasn't expecting much background on Hale. Um, but this actually uh, made me like her character a little bit more. And I liked, I liked, I, well, I didn't like it, but I, I did like it. But I, I hated the fact that it, how it came up with like Whitehall was like, we're gonna choose you to be a bigger part of the project, and you're gonna work directly with me. And she thought she was gonna be getting this cool position and stuff, and really, it's just we want you to be the baby mama. Yep. That that's like oh I was like oh that sucks that that really sucks she really wanted to be a, to be a, a commander or some shit yeah do you and do you just think it, um it's because you know she she was female or do you or do you really think it's because uh you know she beat up that kid well I, I or do, both I think it's both I think they they did choose her to uh to be the baby mama because. Uh, because she beat up that the the, the to, she beat up Ben Strucker, but um they won't let her go any higher in position because she's a woman. They can't. They won't. They don't believe a woman could do any better. It's true. Extremely sexist. Well, yeah, they are fascist Nazis. So yeah. How how do you feel when Ruby was, you know, all cocky, strutting into, you know, Coulson's room? Was like, hey, I heard you, you know, what went wrong? 
because you know I'm the destroyer of the worlds. So what happened? <laughs> I love that Coulson's just like, haha, you think it's you? No, it's Daisy. Daisy's the destroyer of the world, and that just pisses her off even more. Yeah. Holy another thing too, holy crap, Talbot man. Right? Holy crap. <laughs> I felt so bad. I know. Uh yeah. Find, you know, I honestly thought that he wasn't going to uh, make it out alive. Uh, hey, he got shot in the head and he survived. You're right. I didn't even think about that. He did get <laughs> shot in the head and survived, uh, which uh, he shouldn't have. But all right. right. Fair enough. Uh, Pretty I, much was. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I also thought it was uh, hilarious that like the interactions Ruby has with the three different guys – Last week with uh, the Von Strucker kid, this week with Talbot, and then again with Coulson is exactly the same. They're all like just finding breakfast, and she just does not want to interact with any of them. And Coulson's the only one that is like, "Fine, you know what, talk. I'm cool. I'm going back to my room." Like, yeah, I'm gonna eat cereal. Yeah. So, uh, but I also thought it was interesting that when Hale was at the program, like training or, or when ruby is getting trained uh the the guy who's the leader of the program is like you don't see it do you and she's like what she's perfect she she knows exactly how to fight and do all this other stuff and he's like yeah but she has glaring flaws that you just don't see and it's just like i was like that's perfect like as a mother she's like totally doesn't see the fact that her daughter is not good yeah and, you know, she's going to be in denial about those things, too. She's like, no, she's perfect in my eyes. You know, she's everything. Yeah. She's better than me kind she's, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or just as good as me. So that was, that was I thought that was a really cool, a really nice little stipulation that they threw in there. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the drama between Fitz and Daisy? Uh, you know, I like the fact that Fitz is sticking to his guns and he's like, look, I know what I did. I, I went about it the wrong way, but if I would have just asked you, you would have said no, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, we'll see. I needed to save the world anyway, so this is what needed to be done. <laughs> and I didn't feel bad about it. And yeah, that's what, exactly what he said. He's like, I don't I don't regret what I did. Like, I did the right thing. It just was a, I had to do it in a bad way. Uh, what what do you think is going to, you know, what's going to be the uh, ultimate plan here to get Coulson out and to try to stop the world from, you know, shattering? I don't know. Like, I like the fact that they were what what they were describing as the perfect weapon or the perfect being or whatever was <laughs> a guy, a person that can absorb powers or absorb material and then become that material. And that's essentially Crusher Creel, right? right? Like a power that yeah. he got for being inhuman. But uh, they, he, Whitehall was trying to create this this being, and with his knowledge of inhumans, so he's kind of creating that beta ray, beta ray, no, vita ray beam that Captain America went through in the first Avenger, but. He's using inhuman technology, kind of, and genetics. And, uh, yeah, the idea is to put... Daisy? Well, Ruby in there. Ruby. But then, you know, Hale's like, no, we should actually put Daisy in there. And do you think that's because she's trying to protect Ruby? Or she thinks that Ruby just wouldn't be able to do it? Well, you know, she even said it. Like, you know, her temper gets in the way. You know, she doesn't listen. So, you know, what if they do give Ruby, you know, the power and she just becomes power hungry and kind of turns her back on anybody, everybody absorbs the gravitonium and then cracks the world in half. <laughs> yeah, just goes batshit crazy. Uh, I mean, it definitely could happen. But I mean, you know, we're supposed to believe that uh, Daisy's the one that shatters the, uh, the earth. I mean, I think up in, right now it's all up in the air. Who, who does what? Because there's no definitive proof of anything. I know, and it's... I don't even know what's going to happen. You know, how the show's going to... The season's going to end. Neither do I. And unfortunate if the this actual show ends, too. 
I know it's you started me on a great show and now I don't want it to end because it's probably out of all the shows we watch, it's probably one of the best ones. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely good. Uh, was there anything else that we saw in this episode that you want to talk about? I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, okay, then let's go over to The Walking Dead. And I, once again, I have some issues that I need to bring up. Go ahead. And I'm trying I'll to remember what those issues were. What happened in this episode? So, uh, there was the attack. The war. Oh, and that was a great thing. Like, we finally yeah. got to see some actual war happening. I thought that was amazing. Uh, we got, we saw Maggie being a real fucking leader. Yep. That was pretty cool. She had a plan. The plan was executed properly. I guess one of the things that I had a problem with was that all these people fucking slept through people getting eaten and turning turning into zombies and shit. Like, come on, really? You, the person they're all sleeping in a in a room together. It's not like you wouldn't hear that shit happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, another thing, too, is, like, you know, you would think that they just got done fighting a, a big battle that people would be wired on adrenaline and they wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, a big thing just happened, and I don't see how everybody was just fucking sound asleep like a, and, and like they were a rock or something. Yeah. I will say this, though, like, um, as soon as Tobin was ha- had that conversation with Carol, I was like, yep, you're dying this episode. <laughs> oh, man, he was babysitting Judith all the time, too, so there goes your babysitter. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, I know what my big bone to pick with this episode was. Little kid? Yes! Fuck <laughs> this kid! Was it Henry? Uh, yeah. So we just get rid of Carl, and all we're gonna do is go back to season two, Carl, and call him Henry now. He just all he did is get into trouble and cause problems. Like seriously, this kid goes and unlocks the cage because he thinks he's gonna shoot whoever it is that killed his brother, and he doesn't even know. Yeah, that that kid could have still shot the person just through the you know chain link fence. Of course, he had to go in there. Why does why does he even have a key? Why why does nobody paying attention to what this fucking kid is doing? He he stole the key, and it's just pretty much because everybody's like, "No, you can't fight, dude. You're a little kid. You're not gonna live. You're gonna die." I hope he does die. I hope he does die. I hope he dies a horrible, horrible death, so we don't have to go through four seasons of this shit just like we do with Carl. <laughs> they can't kill kids like that. Oh, oh yeah. Give give a gun to Carol. Tell her to look at tell the tell the kids to look at the flowers. Are you sure they have flowers there? I don't know, but he could be looking at something else. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I'd be okay fuck, with that. Fuck that kid. That kid is dumb. The, the whole plot point is stupid. I can't believe they're bringing it back. <laughs> hey, it could just be for this one episode and move the plot forward and that's it. You never know. <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah, that was my big bone to pick was, was that I couldn't believe that shit was happening again. Dude, it was annoying, but I was like, no, kid, what are you doing? You're going to get yourself killed. <laughs> um, so, Negan's plan of attacking with Walker Blood-covered weapons worked. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of it... So, did Dwight mean to shoot Tara? I mean, Simon was right there, man. If he didn't, you know, follow through with it, I Simon would have suspected. Couldn't he have just shot Simon? Simon was right in front of him. I don't think he had a gun, though. I think he just had the bow. You can shoot somebody with the bow. I know you can, but I mean, at close range, I don't think that com- compound bow will actually really do any damage. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I think it does. I think it still does. It will still do some some damage at at. at the four feet that he was in front of him, but you, you it, might be right. If any of our listeners have a compound bow, um, and you guys want to test this theory out, not on actual humans, <laughs> like on a watermelon or something, uh, please let us know how that goes. Yes. That I'm curious. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, obviously, 
I, it made it look like she got injured to the point where she was dying, and that's why she fell over, and then that's why Simon just walked away. But we come to find out that she is not dying. She was just it was in her arm, which is probably the best place that she could have got shot and not get killed. However, she thinks that she's going to start to turn here pretty soon because all their weapons were covered in Walker blood. But I doubt Dwight's bow arrows were actually covered in Walker blood. Yeah, I don't think his would be covered in Walker blood either. So do you think that will? Because at this point right now, both Tara and Daryl both think that. Dwight is on their is on uh, the savior's side. Well, Tara's been defending him ever since that running at the forest. Right, but at the end of the episode, she turns and says, "No, you're right. He he shot me, and she thinks that she's infected with Walker blood. So she's like, yeah, he's definitely on their side now." Oh, that's true. So, but when she finds out that she's not turning because his arrow wasn't covered in Walker blood, does that mean she's gonna change back again? Yeah, she's probably going to flip-flop, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest conflicts in this, the rest of the season. It's just like, can we trust him? Can we not trust him? And it's just going to be Daryl, you know, going back and forth with, with Tara about Dwight. And I did like that, how Tara brought up good points. She's like, look, I was with the governor. You know, I was I, he was a bad guy, too, and you guys accepted me. And It's like, yeah, well, you had a good heart. Yeah, and... That's pretty much how you obviously said. Dwight has like burned Daryl a few times at this point now. <laughs> yeah, so I understand why Daryl doesn't like him, but uh, but you know Dwight has good you know good reasons as to why he turned his back on Negan and the Saviors because I mean you know basically burned his face, stole his wife, you know, and now he doesn't even know if his wife is still alive. Yeah, exactly. So. So he, you know, he has a good point to turn turn his back on them. Right. What? Uh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I just, I really just don't. I still come back to the fact that these people didn't know how to handle themselves when the walkers were in there, like when the people were turning and stuff. Yeah, everybody should be sleeping with a knife right next to them so I can just quickly stab them in the head. Especially since you know Simon and the Saviors are probably going to be coming back at any moment. That's true. Yeah, so sleep with a gun or a knife right next to you. So what did you think uh, of uh, the one dude that's in the Saviors, but he was a, a prisoner? Like, him and a group of Saviors not going going back. Do you think they... Like, I think the one guy is very sincere, but do you think all, all, the rest of the Saviors that stayed behind are sincere wanting to join up with the hill, the hilltop, or...? I think it's just whatever, you know, is more convenient to them at, at that point, except for the guy that's really, really sincere and that's been helping, you know, the team out. Um, I think those, you know, if you provide me with food and shelter and you promise me that I won't die, then yeah, okay, I'll follow you, you know? Right. And obviously you don't burn people's faces like Negan does. Right. You know, you may have killed a couple of our people, but, you know, you're not torturing us. Yeah, that's not – you're doing it in the time of war. You're not doing it just because I decided not to do the job that you assigned me. Right. Um, yeah, ah, shit. I actually had something else to say, but you made me – but I, you didn't make me forget, but I actually did forget what I wanted to say. I, I did make you forget because I cut you off. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um shit yeah i lost it <laughs> i don't i don't think i i had too much more for this episode like I, I said like i was really pissed off about the whole henry thing and how that's going i like that uh morgan is hallucinating again he's definitely going off the deep end uh, yeah he is what do you think that that character i don't even remember what the character's name was gavin gavin yeah what do you think gavin meant by what he was saying you know you know what it is or something like that Dude, I don't even know. What do you think that is? What do you think he's trying to get at? Do you think that that that's going back to the whole you need to clear the area kind of thing? Could be, or it could be like you know, it's your fault that you know um, this kid's brother died, and you know, you know what it is, so it's all on you. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very odd phrasing. Right, so but then again, it doesn't make sense because he's like, "No, you're not supposed to be here." That's true. That's true. Ah, yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. Damn it! 
<laughs> Another one of those Greg Nicotero things that, you know, yep. it's foreshadowing or, you know, it's symbolism to something and we just don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, you know, last thing I did want to bring up, how do you feel about, you know, Rick being a dick to Sadiq when Sadiq was just trying to help him out? I mean, I, I think it was understandable because he probably still blames Sadiq for the fact that his son's dead. But uh, I think that he he's definitely coming around and he's, you know, taking into uh, consideration what it is that Carl said, you know, that we need to help people and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I. I I don't like the fact that it seems like the last couple episodes there hasn't been a lot of Michonne in it. There hasn't really. And I don't know if maybe, you know, she was busy doing things for Black Panther or something. Maybe not filming, but maybe like press and stuff like that so they can only have her for so much. Yeah, that could be it. But yeah, I didn't see her chopping zombies' head, heads off uh, all that much in this episode either. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, I hope that changes. I hope that she. I hope that she's going to be getting more in the next few episodes, and I hope that doesn't mean that she's getting less because they're trying to prepare us for the fact that her character is going to die. No. Yeah. I mean, I know that she's in uh, Infinity War and obviously in the Black Panther two sequel, but no, they can't kill her off. Yeah. Um, Rick's already lost too much. <sighs> yeah, because. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the end of the season is going to be like. I don't know how much longer the show can go on. Two more seasons. Two more seasons. Get to season ten, and I think I think they, that's where they should shut it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, okay. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? No. Uh, I think I'm good then too. Uh, if anybody would like to talk to us about any of the shows that we talked about today, I'm on Twitter as Mitchipedia Ger. Uh, the, Daniel's also on Twitter as Super Commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and uh, Geek Elite Radio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to Geek Out. Geek Out. We now return you to regularly scheduled program.